Hey, sluts! This is Arya Everclear, amateur astrology enthusiast and verified slut. I am back from a long hiatus. First, I was banned from Snapchat for dressing like a whore. Then I was rioting for women's rights. And then I wrote and recorded a pegging song. Today has been long in the making. We are doing the chart of a woman so toxic, she has got it tattooed unironically on her ass. So, go ahead and call OSHA, because we are diving into the chart of Capriccio Katie, with no hazmat suit, no condom, and no apologies. Say hello! What's up, guys? Co-hosting with me today, I have Felicia Fireball. Hi, everyone. She makes you feel warm inside. Ow! <laughs> so tell me, Felicia, what do you know about Katie. <laughs> that one's toxic, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that might have been. Yes. Well, you're about to learn a lot more. This is the podcast where we explore what in your astrological birth chart makes you a hoe. So let's get started. All righty. So for today's astrological and uh, probably very slutty agenda. We are going to go over Capriccio Katie's big three, her Mars and Venus, her big planet aspects, huh. and we're going to have some questions. Y'all excited? I'm excited. Yes, ma'am. What do you think, Sean, the high audience member? I love it. <laughs> All right, Sean, tell me about the astronomicals, please. Uh-huh. What happened with the astronomicals? Yeah, Gemini, Sagittarius, Libra, and Vertigo. Yes, I'm not a Libra though. You're a Libra? What I'm not. You? I'm not a Libra. Libra. <laughs> I said Vertigo. I made up one. Vir- that's a Virgo. Like Jordan. Yeah, Scorpio is my brother. She's a cancer. Yeah. Are you get you in July? Yep. What part? The what number? end. What number? I'm not gonna tell my birthday on my podcast. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that. Huh. Uh, I'm gonna say the false name. <laughs> 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 They're gonna, um, it's Felicia. Yeah. Oh, Felicia? Fireball Felicia. Fireball Felicia. When is your birthday? November. Um, November. In the beginnings. We can't tell the Halloween party. Yeah. We can't tell the podcasters. We can't. We can't. It's a secret. Information. Yeah. Y'all got me. Yeah. That was a good one. So it was good on the astronomicals, though. But yeah, but to the point, um, men everywhere, you have a decision to make. You can make fun of astrology, or you can get laid. Those are your choices. That. Yeah. That's what it is. You can what? 
you can, as a man, you can make fun of astrology or you can get laid. Uh, those are the choices. We're picking, we're picking getting laid, right? On this podcast, we choose to get laid. Why are you like this? Why am I like this? Yes, I was clearing my throat because this is going to be some shit and hopefully later tonight or tomorrow I'll get some dick. I'm at least going to peg someone, but anyway. Um, Capriccio Katie has a son in Sagittarius in the fourth house. Yes, high audience member. I have a question. Yes, sir. <laughs> a question. Yes. I just want to say, I love this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love this video. I love Thank you for tuning in. Yes, if anyone wants to uh, smoke a bunch of weed or eat an edible and be an audience member, uh, you can uh, email me, ariaeverclear at yahoo.com. If I'm allowed to say that, I'll edit it. If I'm not, I don't fucking know. But anyway, let's get started on your son, the identity of vitality sign. All right, so sun in Sagittarius in the fourth house. Sun in Sagittarius. I feel like we talk about this often. Your sun is your sense of self and your higher purpose. Yours is mutable fire, which I mean sounds sexy and dangerous, depending on where you stand on wax play. Wax play? Wax play. And like the BDSM community, people have like hot wax and pour it on each other often. It doesn't really hurt. It's just like um, kind of startling, especially if you're blindfolded. Hmm. You know? Uh, it's fun. I've done it too many times. All right. Uh, I feel like a mutable sign is adaptable. People-oriented and easily bored, likes to bop around and shoot the shit with a bunch of random motherfuckers, add a dash of fire, and we got a spicy bitch traveling the world. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Yes. (laughs) All right. This is the sign of wisdom, education, philosophy, but also the bitch most likely to take a bunch of shots of tequila, have a spontaneous threesome with her best friend, and then go to Miami the next day. Um, Sag people understand that life is short and go with the chaos better than anyone. The give a fuck is very low. This this is in your fourth house, the house of home and family. Having your son here gives you a cancer vibe. So the two slutty signs influencing one bitch. So um, I know you love cancers so very much like myself. (laughs) Um, This placement puts a huge emphasis on self-nurturing and nurturing others. A bitch loves to self-care and is Captain Save-A-Ho. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, for sure. How do you feel about that, Sean? Where's my cape? ready all right um what is interesting is the conflicting nature of your sun placement sag tells you to travel the world but in the fourth house tells you to stay home or go find your home this is a conflict um, with your very sense of self as far as sex is concerned you could be curating the best dicks across the globe but missing your reduce reuse recycle penises at home so sad <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a question, Sean? Mm. 
Um, no, no. Uh, all right. Uh, have your Snoop wine. Great. That went very well. All righty. So now we're going to go into this bitch's sun aspects. All right. Sun square Mars. Your Mars is the sign that pops up when you are angry or you are fucking. It also makes an appearance when you are fucking angry or angry fucking. Yours is Virgo in the second house. <laughs> a Virgo Mars. Um, is in the affairs, it makes you a freak a leak a leak and you do sex things that are a little bit un unorthodox or outside of the norm, right? Of course. Um, <laughs> in the second house, the money house, I would sum this up um, in your personality as fuck bitches get money. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and with some uh, mild sex addiction, maybe some bondage, I don't know, here or there. Uh, the square is an action-oriented heated conflict between these two points in your chart. So you're a relentless CEO in the streets, freak-a-leak-a-leak -a -a in the sheets, side does not get along with your spontaneous, nurturing, travel the world, go find your home side, if that makes sense. <laughs> well, you can't be a freak and find your home, too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, who's Captain Save-A-Ho? You know, what are you going to do? Um, and, <laughs> and you often need to do something about it since it interferes with your very sense of self. You have a very active sex life and a strong desire for sex. And it kind of affects how you view yourself, which I've seen. Um, what part of this kind of resonates with you? Do you think cap Katie? Um, hmm. Well, you basically just called me a sex addict, which... That's not an insult for me. It's really not an insult, but it, it's it's true. But like you said, it affects the way that I view myself. And like, maybe I shouldn't do this. But fuck. But fuck it. <laughs> yes. That, that's the sad in there. Yes. Uh, fuck it and literally fuck it. Yes. 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 And uh, unless you have anything else. Oh, Yeah. I need those sound, sound effects from you, for Thank sure. You. Yeah. I appreciate you for that. All righty. So now we are going to dive into the minor aspects. Um, minor aspects are less serious but still present. Your son doesn't have any other major aspects that greatly uh, affect your personality and your transits. However, there are some minor aspects that are more just subtle nuances to your personality or like little annoying things in your life. You have a sun semi-square moon. Your internal identity does not necessarily vibe with your moon in Libra in the third, which makes sense. Uh, there's some subtle inner conflict between being a fuck of a Sag and a balanced, gentle person emotionally whose emotions uh, and thoughts never stop. Huh. What the fuck that mean? gentle heart and it doesn't necessarily go well with you being a total fuck 
at home, kind of. But a fuck in the streets as well. That's what that means. More eloquently. It just means that I can be sweet and sour. Yes. I'm you. a little sour patch kid over here. For sure. All right. The next one is Sun Semi-Square Uranus. Your Uranus is in Aquarius in the sixth. Uranus in Aquarius is uh, is the revolutionary placement, which sounds cool until you realize that the same placement that all the people who started World War II had. But that is a Generation Z soapbox for another time. Yours is in the sixth, which means you're a workhorse for ever since a revolution you want in your own life. Also, you're impatient as fuck. <laughs> Especially for Dick. I have seen it. Uh, this is also a part of your personality that doesn't vibe with your sense of self. What do you think? I'm definitely impatient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't like people who, if I repeat myself, like you, you have to repeat yourself twice. So you're like, fuck it. Oh yeah. One time. Remember the zoo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the lady <laughs> had me repeat my order like four times, and I was about to pop the fuck off her. You were so mad. For no reason. <laughs> so mad. I hate repeating what I have to say. All right. Uh, sun semi-square Chiron. I usually hate when uh, Chiron enters the chat uh, or anything with a square. Uh comes up in the chart, but I don't hate this. Your Chiron in Libra in the third conjunct your moon. Uh, this as a whole, you can't talk about your feelings piece, which we will discuss later. I've seen terrible things happen to this bitch and she just keeps fucking going. Doesn't say a word and does not say what needs to be said. Like about uh, Voldemort. <clears throat> I wrote terrible things about him all over the, the stalls at the bar he works at. Just so you know. Um, but fuck that man. But the good news is with this aspect, you don't let your trauma define you. Yes. We just keep going. Yes. I know reason to dwell on the past. But I will keep breaking out my eyeliner and writing terrible things about Voldemort everywhere I go. Damn. And, and can you please mute the game? Please. 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 All righty. So now we are going to dive into the moon. Uh, you have a moon in Libra in the third house. We've touched on this in the last section. Moon in Libra is a gentle person who craves romance, but typically inclined to some fuck shit. Uh, an air moon is always flighty and up to fuckery. If your moon has to be in an un emotionally unattached air sign, I would pick this one. This is still a hoe placement, though. I only know one person. A hoe placement. This is definitely a hoe placement. I only know one person with this placement who's not a hoe. Uh, yes, you feel like you can give yourself uh, fairly and evenly to multiple people and you crave to do that. Uh, the, the give a fuck, at least initially, is very low. Your attachments to these people are, however, deep. This is why you reduce, reuse, and recycle lovers. You love partnerships, however, you have the capacity to love multiple. If it wasn't for the Scorpio Venus, we will discuss later, you probably wouldn't have like the jealous tendencies that you have towards your multiple lovers but we will discuss that later jealous. <laughs> jealous. i'm gonna be pissed the fuck off yes yes you can do it they cannot <laughs> <laughs> those are the rules um mood in the moon in the third house um without the aspects at hand that would mean a love uh, and a need to communicate your feelings I do believe that is still there, but it's going to take a while because Chiron 
has once again entered the chat. What do you think? What what, what does Chiron do? Because I know that I can uh, communicate my emotions. I'm not very good at that. That will be our next segment. We're going right into it. All right. So we are going to talk about moon aspects. These are the strongest aspects in your entire chart. So you have moon conjunction Chiron. A conjunction usually intensifies energy. This is within two degrees of your Chiron, so it's basically on top of the moon. Chiron is an asteroid that represents the wound. This conjunction almost changes the whole meaning of your moon. Being in the third house, it is almost as if you have such a need and desire to communicate your feelings, but you are unable to do so. This can be worked through, but only after you heal your wound. Your wound will occur at 27 years old. You must go through it and heal from it. Then you will be able to communicate your feelings. How, how do you know it's going to happen at 27? Because um, it's at 27 degrees. 27 degrees. Oh, no. This hoe ain't hit her. Damn. I'm <laughs> <laughs> plenty of wounded. Not the main one. Jesus Christ. Okay. The main one's still coming. Unfortunately, but after you heal from it, you'll be able to talk about your feelings. So, you got a couple more years. And then it's going to be right on top of your Saturn return, pretty close. So, that's not going to be a good couple years, but you'll bounce back. Saturn return? Yeah. Um, It's when like shit gets real in your life every 29 years. Why got to happen yeah. every 29? It's when you have to learn your lesson that you're supposed to learn in the first 29. If you don't learn it, everything gets worse. If you do learn it, everything gets better. Ain't that some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moon square Uranus. Um, this gives you someone with one, an eccentric personality. Two, is super moody. Three, unpredictable. Four, greatly excited by novelty, a new place, a new job, a new hoe. Five, new inse- <laughs> uh, five, insecure from challenging events in their childhood. Six, forever changing and reinventing yourself. Seven, have an intense need to express yourself, which is hindered by the moon conjunct Chiron. Eight, often too individualistic to find a steady partner. Nine, uh, you need to learn to balance your need for security and your need for freedom and experimentation. So there's that. This is your strongest aspect in your entire chart. This is why I'm a fuck. Because I can't figure out what the fuck I want, right? Is that what you just said? Yes, ma'am. That sounds terrible. This is a bad life. No, you're a good person. That's a bad life. <laughs> <laughs> Any uh, comments, Felicia? No. All right, bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Guess what? My best friend is a Leo rising. <laughs> All, a lot of my fucking friends are Leo risings. All right, so what can I say about Leo Rising that has not already been beat to death? Like my asshole and pussy with that 12-inch dick. I've heard the term... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard the term fuck girl. I'm pretty sure that's us. You know what I mean? Leo Risings, do you agree? At times. Yeah. Um, you're very attached to your hair. You have feline features. You have a flashy personal style. Um, thirst traps are a way of life. You fuck for sport. You collect sexual experiences like baseball cards. Um, <laughs> Not baseball cards. 
like you kind of check them off like i've done this 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 and this you have like a hot shit like checklist um i've done this and that um i remember we made video of us making out literally just for the hell of it so you could show your hose that's for sport for sure um this is a hoe placement for the simple fact you want to collect these experiences and you are confident you will look good doing it um you are the life of the party you are outgoing sociable and spicy people are drawn to you you love attention and it loves you um what's some shit you have done just to be a hot girl um or just for attention Anything that I'm willing to admit? Yes, <laughs> yes. Alicia, what have I done to be a hot girl? And for most attention. The, I feel like I don't um, remember most of these. Uh, One that's admittable, she purposely wear the unnecessariest outfit to every party. She's like, I gotta be the cutest. Gotta be. Gotta be the cutest. Ass out. Nice shoes, gotta be the cutest. So that's the most attention, like. But it's the easy one. It's a good one. Well, and then I know you're like always on Facebook with your titties out working out. And my mom's like, "That Katie." I'm like, "If you only know what your fucking own daughter's doing, like shit." She's like, oh, "That Katie." Leave me alone, mom. <laughs> my mom's fucking crazy. I did have almost like a nip slip one time when I was um working out on the beach in my uh my bathing suit. <laughs> I got plenty of comments on that. Okay. All right. Any other comments on your Leo rising? Mm -hmm. No? All right. We, we, we keep those under wraps. <laughs> I think a Leo rising wants to have them out and about. I don't even remember anything right now that stands out. Drunk. Uh, Capriccio Katie, she uh, doesn't remember a lot of her flashy attempts. Yeah, I think you were very early arising when we went to that trap house, for sure, how you got us in there. That was fun. That was a good time. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Any uh, comments, Felicia? No. All right, bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm doing a quick vibe check, and Sean, um, what was your most embarrassing thing that ever happened to you? I shit it on myself. <laughs> About three months ago. How did you like I thought it was a part? <laughs> it was not a part. <laughs> it was on it was on my thigh. Was this in public or I was at home. At least you was at I home. I told my brother, I was like, oh no, I mm -hmm. walked out the bathroom, hit the corner, farted, quote unquote. It was not a fart. Shit it. Boom. I'm like, hey, throw my phone. I got my phone, I went back in the bathroom, I cleaned it up, I took a shower. Mine has got to be when I was butt-ass naked on the floor, and you was saying, don't look at her pussy! Yeah, I was covered, like, don't look at the pussy! It's, yeah. It, that's got to be the most embarrassing thing ever. You, I mean, you weren't there, though. He was not, but when not. I heard about it, I was very embarrassed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure y'all were fucking, and then she just fell, is that what all right, we have Mars in Virgo in the second. Mars in Virgo in the second. Outside of sex, this is very get money. Inside of sex, this is very fuck bitches. Perhaps unconventionally and perhaps profitably. I know you do not only fans, but Mars in the second house suggests you maybe should. I mean, I've seen you ride a dick. You're doing that for sports. 
and it would make a fine spectator sport. On the Spit Bubbles video, um, getting a motherfucker to drive uh, five hours and fuck both of us because he saw the Spit Bubbles on a big dick. It was uh, quite fun. Um, what I am saying is that you, on the authority of astrology, you would do well on that kind of platform. Just think about how well you did on that one fucked up feet pick. 350. Worth it. Because you dropped a weight on your foot. All right. I made a more profitable mistake. It hurt a lot. Hmm. All righty. Um, Mars in Virgo in the second. Sextile Venus in, uh, in Scorpio in the fourth. Um, this aspect itself just makes you a sweetheart. Remember Jersey Shore? I'm the sweetest bitch you'll ever meet. And then uh, there was the bed flipping shit in the relationship. Venus and Scorpio, and jealous as fuck. You want that motherfucker home with you. So basically, your emotionally jealous side and your fuck bitches get money side go well together. And together, they make you the sweetest bitch you'll ever meet, like Sammy, who flips some fucking beds. I haven't watched Jersey Shore, but I think I would flip a bed. Oh, for sure. But you are sweet. I don't want to be. Yeah. All right, Mars in Virgo in the second, trine Jupiter in Capricorn in the fifth. This as a whole means you enjoy helping others. Maybe a little too much, Captain Savaho. <laughs> but eventually they will repay you tenfold in karma and likely money. Being a good person will eventually pay off with your second house, your money house, and your fifth house, your creativity house. Communicating well so well it is likely you will make some money um with some creative with some of your creativity one of these days this is a bad bitch aspect for sure comments i like money so we'll figure that out that part out for sure um i just gotta figure out the creative outlet don't you want to like start a gym or something probably well, this new thing that I'm doing, the health coaching, I think that's going to be my, my. That's creative. Money. Yeah. A creative way to be healthy because it's so fucking hard out here. We all like biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about my biscuits. I like a big old biscuit. I dropped my biscuit. <laughs> 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 We're a different aspect. Comments, Felicia? No. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Alrighty. So now we're going to go into Venus. Venus is the love sign. You have Venus in Scorpio in the fourth. Venus in Scorpio makes for someone who is possessive and jealous, but will fuck you sideways. In the fourth house, that person feels like your home. You will do anything and everything to protect your feeling of home. Our friend Penny the Dime also has this placement. Uh, I see intensity similarities in both of you. And the way you guys love in relationships is like you don't you don't come off like you're possessive and jealous, but like 
you are for sure yeah i like push those feelings down because i know that they're not appropriate but i'm i'd be so mad i just me me and felicia talk about being pissed off all the time she gets the brunt of my anger it's worth it it's so worth it. it's understandable <sighs> What's also natural is an asshole. All right. Um, Venus, opposite midheaven. You have a, a creative and a career tension. You also have great tension between following your heart and following your career slash money. You are more apt to establish a business partnership than a romantic one. Um, I remember my friend Aces already roasted your Venus, so that's all I'm going to give it. All right. Now we're going to discuss those big planet aspects. We do love a big planet, don't we? <laughs> are we talking about balls or penises? You know, um, I like them both to be large. I do like a, a large pair of balls because if it's from behind, they smack you in the clip. This is true. And it, if you're trying to suck on them, it's like it easily, like easier to get a hold of the um, the inner part of it. If it's bigger, you know, like oh. like gulp on it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we have discussed your personal planets at great length. Now we are going to discuss the intricacies of the aspects of your big karmic destiny planets. Destiny's children, if you will. So you have Saturn sextile Uranus. Saturn in Aries in the eighth house. You need to learn to stand up for yourself sexually. You need to stand up for yourself in relationships and confront your dark karmic feelings. Back to the moon conjunct Chiron of being unable to express your feelings. This energy flows well with your workhorse generational idealism. This pairing makes you a future oriented person and could perhaps make you a visionary. Sounds like I'll do big things in life. Big things. No. I did a big thing this morning. What the fuck does her... That doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, her being a visionary and needing to find her feelings contradict each other. It's kind of like she needs to find her feelings to be the visionary. Or be able to, she has good instincts that she needs to express. And then um, she needs to sign up for herself, especially in like sexual relationships. Once you get to that Saturn return, like that 27 to 29 is going to be like a big time for you. You're going to get wounded. And then your Saturn's going to come up and be like, what'd you learn? Like immediately. Quick turnaround. Quick turnaround. But if you do that, uh, I think the fuck bitches get money will prevail and you'll be a visionary. Does that make sense? Felicia? I get money. You do. You get money. She yeah. get money. Mm -hmm. Yes. I get money for my feats. Oh my God. Okay. Alrighty. Um, <laughs> uh, Uranus sextile Pluto. Your ideas of revolution within yourself flows well with your ability to transform. You will reinvent yourself many times in life, recovering from each trauma. Your Pluto is in Sag in the fourth, so you reinvent your sense of home. This makes you able to transform in personal relationships. You likely have an unconventional approach to sex. That means you're fucking kinky. Um, once again, astrology is calling you a kinky bitch. I remember how excited you were when I got you that restraint set for your birthday. And a vibrator. I'm a good friend. 
great friend. <laughs> that vibrator has brought great, great things. <laughs> uh, if you can't see, uh, Sean is fist pumping like Jersey Shore once again. Uh, big oh, things. Uh, I don't know if Sean has big things. We'll see. Uh, well, I won't see, but she will. We Already. shall see. All four of us shall see. Jesus, take the lead. Please. <laughs> <laughs> gotta show y'all videos. Speaking of that, y'all both mix. You mix. Mix what? All right. So we are at the final part of the podcast, the questions segment. So in this segment, I will ask 11 questions and then our audience member who is high as shit will ask the last one. Yay! <laughs> He's very excited. All right. Number one, has this chart reading been different from your previous ones? You've read my chart often, so yeah. I know I knew a lot of the things that were coming, especially because I live them every day. Um, <laughs> with the communication issues, you've uh, stressed that a lot. And that was possibly one of like the most, but I did not know that something big was going to come at age 29. So, 27. age 27. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that like the Saturn thing was going to be a- age 29 and then my wound was going to be at 27. So, I feel plenty wounded enough um well 29 is everyone's saturn return yeah not just you specifically 27 is you specifically that sounds like um oh is it like is it gonna hit right at 27 or just like in that year either like one specific terrible thing will happen or the whole year will just suck I think all my odd years kind of suck yeah. so far. Like, my odd years have sucked. My even years have oh, been no. been great. Yeah. My. What what sucks? My even years suck. Oh, y'all are opposites. I'm the opposite. We are opposite signs, though. Mm, no. Not You're completely. not opposite. They're, uh, Sean and Katie are opposite sun signs. Ooh. Like they're on the other side of the, the we wheel. We each other. That's why we compliment each other. You know, I'm oh, wow. opposite all my even years. Why he looks at me, he's like, me. <laughs> 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 all right, second question. How do you think your chart and your astrological placements affects your sex life? Well, that was what the whole podcast was about, so. But what do you think? What do you see? You're the one who's doing all the fucking that you're doing. I think that my, like, inability to communicate goes into my sex life. So, like, half of the things that I would want or like to do, I can't communicate that I want or like to do them. So, it makes it harder. What are some things you want to do that you'd never ask for? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me one. Uh, I really, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't explored my thoughts enough to answer that. Well, I think you should write it down. Just for yourself. Like, what do you want to do 
that you feel like you can't tell someone because they'll be like, what the fuck? Yeah, but that, that probably will happen. What the fuck? <laughs> well, I mean, I tell you guys the stuff I do, but there's always someone who wants to do it with me. Like the anal hook. You guys are like, oh, an anal hook. Like, that's pretty chill. It's basically like uh, smaller than a butt plug. It just happens to hang from somewhere. I guess when I you say anal hook, I like imagine a sharp hook. No. I don't even know what that looks like. It's like basically like in between beads and a plug. and But just like it hooks up when you're suspended, like it hooks up like into your butthole. But it doesn't actually okay. like there's no like pokey parts. It's like shaped like a dick, but like a small dick. I'm taking like way bigger dicks in my ass. I don't really do anal. Some somebody accidentally did anal with me one time, and I, it scarred me for life. Accidental does not count. Accidental is not real anal. Yeah, it's not like, real anal. That was like I've never pushed somebody off of me so fucking fast. Yeah, like accidental anal sucks. You need the pre- preparation, like the lube. I, I like, like to be in my back, and I think a condom helps a lot because it makes it like slip in and out better. Instead of, like, uh, the skin, like, getting stuck on your, like, tight butthole skin. But that was just my opinion on anal. And I've been doing anal for a while. Um, terrified of shit coming out. So that's, like, not, that's not my thing. I mean, but the person giving you anal can't, like, needs to know that that can happen. You know? Like, everyone needs to be aware that it can happen. It's like, I heard a porn star say this once. Like, getting upset that there's poop when you do anal is, like, you go to my house. You're like, what the fuck are you doing here? I'm like, what do you mean? This is my house. You know? All right, what is the most sexually adventurous thing you've ever done? Most sexually adventurous. It's gotta be it's gotta be um dabbling in with females because oh like I, me. I had never really messed with females. And then until that one ca- Capriccio Katie fucked up day. Um, this is very Sagittarius what had happened. I think I was about to go to a dick appointment and then, but I was going to miss you so much because you're going to Miami, like the Sag that you are, the Sagittarius that you are. And then you're like, just stay here. And then you started fucking me in your room. And then the rest is history, you know. Well, Buddy thought that he was being discreet. And my ass was so drunk, I just laid right back down. <laughs> I was like, this is my bed. I'm laying down. I don't know what y'all are doing. I'm laying down. That was interesting. We were very obviously having sex. Um, but yeah, and then we all had sex together. I was not, um, I don't know nothing about this. <laughs> 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 yeah. I was like, me neither. Turn me up. I love it. All right, what is the best sex you've ever had? Um, that that I feel like that's a hard question because that's subjective. Like, because the best sex that you ever had could could be very much like that why the wild shit but it could also be like the intimate shit so it just okay. depends on your mood for the day like sometimes the best sex you ever had is not like anything crazy but it's like you felt very very like intensely loved by the person so to you that's better than 
some like fuck shit. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that like connection time that is like that is my mentally that that gets that's better than anything. But it helps if it's big, right? Honestly, big size has got very little to do and like if your head game is trash then i hate you yes uh (laughs) (laughs) um why is pussy eating so important and you said you like the tease method specifically like you like your pussy to be teased into an orgasm explain that (laughs) (laughs) um i i don't know i feel like when, when most men are fucking, they don't understand that the orgasm <laughs> comes from your clit. Like, it, they're not stimulating it enough. Hey. So, head, it's, like, all focused on the clit. Unless they really don't know how to eat pussy. And then they're all, like, trying to lick your vagina. And you're like, that's that's not it. I feel like, for me, like, my clit kind of goes into my, like, my G-spot is very prominent. So, I, I come all the time for penetration. But you feel like for you, it's the clit is the biggest point. Correct. Okay. And the tease method. What Do you think that's a psychological thing or you think that's just what you physically prefer? I think it's a physical thing for me because I don't, it doesn't need to be that hard. Like, stop biting me. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what did Nicki say? <laughs> that Nicki Minaj song. She's like, I don't know. I can't remember right now, but it was so funny. But you don't like the um, the overstimulation. You like the being teased into right. like it's subtle stimulation. Okay. I, honestly, I think it comes from the fact that like I have pelvic floor dysfunction. Mm. So like I have to relax in order to actually have an orgasm. So I can't relax if it's very intense. If it's too intense. Like, yeah. I need it to be a little bit softer sometimes interesting okay how do you think you can learn to express your feelings and instincts i guess you just gotta practice i think me if i just learned like if i just speak the fuck up because i always feel better once i do like speaking up now i got what i need to say off my chest and i feel better you just gotta say it i agree um weirdest thing that's ever happened to you in the bedroom it's got to be the accidental anal because that <laughs> shit was horrible yeah oh my god that was the most painful experience in my life but i got you back into butt plugs right so you, you are doing a little bit with your butt that's that's fine but like not accidentally like slipping a whole ditch she said the most painful thing ever it's got it yes I don't know about that. I think I've had more painful things happen to me with sex. Even I disagree. Like, when I was double, first time I had, like, I a, didn't take you for an anal person. Even Alicia. I disagree. Yeah. No. That shit is not it. <laughs> I remember the first time I did double penetration, like, the the anal part did hurt. But since then, most of the anals felt pretty well. Pretty good. Pretty well. Alrighty, what is your favorite vibrator and why? I think it's the one that you got me. What is that one called? It's one of the satisfiers. Yeah. 
like sucks your clit up and like just it. Get the rose. The rose is very good. I recommend it highly. I've thought about getting one of those because everybody's been hyping it up, but I haven't tried it yet. Like honestly, like I'm just sitting there masturbating. Like I'm so glad I have a vagina. Like, that's how I feel when I use it. Like I'm so glad I'm not a boy and I have a pussy and I can do this to myself. Like, I really haven't had sex with like ain't shit people since I started having that toy. Because like it's better than them. It's like literally the best head you ever had in a compact package. Hmm. Sounds like my kind of package. <laughs> <laughs> have you tried it? Never tried that, no. Oh well, <laughs> I know I'm getting y'all for Christmas. <laughs> okay. Have I been seeing that? Because it ain't on TikTok. It is on TikTok. And it's also at the store. I got mine. Um, do you think you're as sexually unconventional as suggested by your chart? I don't think I've reached the point yet. I think you can't express I, yourself. Yeah, I think that it's coming eventually. Like when I find the right partner. Yeah. Because I think you are a freak, but I think you have like capacity to be freakier. I think that my like being timid a little bit distracts from the like what i could or want to do do you think that is like you being shy or think it's part of your like religious background at this point i think it's a little bit of both Mm -hmm. i think definitely um growing up in a pentecostal home put like a big taboo on (laughs) yeah so i can imagine like trying to learn how to to not feel negative emotions about it like and understand that it's okay kind of will help okay um yeah i agree i agree i think you can break out of your shell and into your shell Eh. all right um discuss the trap house in columbus there's not really much to discuss i was definitely fucked up and um just really wanted to smoke some weed Guy offered, did not know that he was a crip in a big uh, group of crips. And when when wow. we all got to the house, there was not supposed to be like 12 motherfuckers there. Right. There was. So that, it was a surprise. And Felicia, they all had uh, matching blue bandanas. And my ass was like, I was like, oh my God, you have the same color. Are you on the same sports team? Are you dumb? <laughs> Because some white guy was trying to dance with her. Mm. And she was like, no. And so one of the guys in the group, it was like a group of three guys at this like little bar that we was at. He like pulled her away and started dancing with her instead. And then then the rest was history. Yes. Uh, she got kicked off of Tinder because she put, uh, I don't like my meat pink. So she has uh, preferences that she's expressed. They can't kick you off Tinder. They did. They they did. They did. You got kicked off Tinder too, didn't you, Sean? I'm kicked off of Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kicked off of Snapchat. Why did you get kicked off of Tinder? I don't know. I wish I knew. You know. I don't know. <sighs> All right. Yeah. The trap house. Very interesting. <clears throat> if anyone wants to hear more about it, let me know. Um, last question. I ask this all the time, but I don't think it really applies to you. Um, has this reading changed your views on astrology at all? No, because I think we, we've gone on it 
over it like enough to where I I believe it. Yeah. It's very real in my life. You believed it before, you believe it now, you believe it later. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Especially when I get 27 and whatever wounds me, wounds me. Well, I've seen that before, but I didn't want to tell you. And like today, I thought today was the day. To tell me that I'm going to get fucked up at 27? Yes. Well, 26 is coming. So I only got a little bit over a year. I I figured you needed some warning at this point. Yeah. It's a good idea. What's your question, Sean? He's burping. We'll just wait. It's fine. No question. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. No question. You don't have a question now? I got him. No question. Oh, he had a question. No, he doesn't. So Mm. sad. Okay. All right. So we did not ask Krispy Kreme the question, did we? No, it's uh, for Zoe. What's the name? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Felicia. 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 Fireball Felicia. Now we go to Fireball Felicia. <laughs> Any questions? I'm sorry about that. Oh, God. All right. So that was a ride. A better ride than most sticks. Uh, Capriccio Katie's chart has been read. Capriccio Katie has been read. She's a freak of league league for sure. She needs to learn to express herself, and she is a bad bitch. Uh, Let me know if you want next. Until next time, stay slutty!